Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence, so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. All right, it is time for another Successfully Unemployed show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit your job, be financially independent, and never work for anyone else again because we have businesses, we're entrepreneurs, we have side hustles, we're investors, we do everything possible so we don't have to work for somebody else. Remember, J-O-B is just over broke. Your job keeps you just over broke. And what I was thinking recently was, you know that your boss whoever he or she may be, if it's an organization or if it's a private company, they're literally only paying you just enough so that you would stay working and not too much that takes money out of their pocket so that they make less money. So what I want you to realize is that your value is so much more than anybody could ever, ever pay you. If your boss could pay you any less money, more than likely they would, which is totally fine because it's their prerogative, it's their business. Now, I would rather see you have your own business, have your own investments, and be your own boss. Being an entrepreneur, being an investor, doing side hustles, and doing whatever you want so you are absolutely independent. That's what we strive for in Successfully Unemployed, is that we are successful in being independent, in being on our own. Because without a job, we got to start thinking of how are we going to make money, and From there, how do we provide for our family and scale our business bigger and bigger so we can help and serve more people? Just know that you are worth so much more than anybody could ever, ever pay you. Even if they're paying you a million dollars, you are worth more than that. I want you to get that perspective in your brain that you are worth so much more and that your value that you bring to the business, to the organization, hopefully it's your own is so much more. See, I would rather get paid for the value that I bring than my hour that I worked. If we work one hour and get paid for one hour, well, then we're just trading time for money. We want to stop doing that. We want to start working for ourselves so we build something that is more valuable than that one particular hour that we spend. Basically, because we spend all of our time building our business, our business is worth more. And you'll listen to our guest that I'm bringing on today. She built a business and then sold it and then started another business. It's great that your time and energy and your value compounds over and over again in your own business to where the business is worth more and it's not just your time. At the same time, if you buy one rental property, if you put effort and time into one property that makes you $250 or more every single month, if you do that, then you will continually be making money every single month without working. And that's passive income. The beauty of passive income is that you work one time and you get paid over and over again. And I want to get you started down the path to passive income and financial freedom. Get my best-selling book absolutely for free if you go to successfullyunemployed.co 
forward slash free book, all one word forward slash free book. I will give you, literally give you my best-selling book for free so you can put that into your life and change your life rather than earning money. You're going to be making money and working one time and getting paid over and over and over again. I tell you, every single business that I create from now on is going to be a passive income business. Even this show, the Successfully Unemployed show, is a passive income type business because I put it together a podcast, I interview somebody one time, and then it's put out there for people to consume over and over and over again. Just like that, I want you to get down the path to passive income. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. Now, in today's show, we're going to be interviewing a fantastic businesswoman who has a fantastic Facebook ads agency. She does fantastic work for her clients and she is able to provide for her family and make money without having that J-O-B, that just over broke job. Now my guest is terrific and I hope you get as much out of this interview as I did. Okay guys, let's get in there and let's start the show. I am super excited to have my friend on the show, the Successful Unemployed show with me today. Now she has started many businesses. In fact, she sold one of them already and then now she started another agency, a company that she employs many, many people. She's also successfully unemployed and a normal person just like us. And that's why I bring people normal just like us to show you that anybody and everybody can do this, can become successfully unemployed. So Monica Louie, thank you so much for being here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and share. We met a little bit ago and I've got, I feel like we've gotten to know each other pretty well. And I love your business, the businesses that you created and also your business mind. I mean, you're already creating a business that has multiple employees. You're hiring more people, you're growing and growing and growing. So before we jump into um, the nuts and bolts, how do you make money and how are you successfully unemployed? Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a few different facets to my business. Uh, so I run, I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. And so I have my agency that I've been growing for really the last two years, building up my team and developing our processes there where we manage Facebook and Instagram ads and now promoted pins on Pinterest for our online business owner clients. And I initially started this business as a Facebook ads coach. So working with people one-on-one, -on -one, creating campaigns with them, teaching them the ins and outs of the ads manager. And so I still to do that from time to time when it comes up. Um, but I love working and teaching with people. I also do speaking. And then the third facet of my business is uh, where I have my program. So my online training program, my group program of called Flourish with Facebook ads. So that's where people can go through my online course part of the program. But we also work together in a group coaching setting where we meet together on Zoom two, uh, Zoom two times a month. We dive into the back end of their campaigns. I get to give them specific feedback on their ads, on their targeting strategies, on their landing pages, all the things that go into creating high converting campaigns. And I absolutely love that. We have a very active Facebook group as well. So I really get to connect with a lot of different business owners at different levels in their business, but I love taking my expertise and experience with Facebook ads and helping them scale. Man, you, and you do so much. I mean, the, also the service that you provide for the people that actually come to you and hire you, it makes their businesses better. And that's something that in business, I think we could all learn is 
the more people that we serve, that we take care of, that we make their lives better, easier, and all that good stuff, the better our businesses do, the more we do better in general. So I love that. I love that you're serving people. So take us back to when, before you started your, actually before you started this company and before you sold the, the company you actually also had before this, but when, when you were working a normal job and what life was like before that, and then walk us through that process of selling your company, uh, building that up, selling the company, and then starting this one. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I went to college and, you know, I was a good student growing up and, and my mom just always told me, you know, go to school and you'll get a good job and make, you know, make good money and life will be set. So that was the path that I was, that I was on. So I thought that I would, you know, work for some kind of company and do that for 40 years, get really good at whatever it was that I was doing. And, um, you know, save up money and then retire one day, you know, and along the way, grow a family and, and do all those other things as well. So, um, but then I got into, you know, my corporate career and I was doing well, I was kind of moving up the ranks there, but then I started to look at the people who were ahead of me and, you know, my boss and her boss and the, the managers and the VPs and, and everybody who was in that line, you know, where climbing that corporate ladder ahead of me that I thought it was the direction I was going to go. And I realized that they didn't really have the life that I wanted for myself. So back at this point, my husband and I were newly married and we were starting to plan to start having kids. And I just realized like, there's got to be something more. Isn't there a way that people, like I knew there were people out there, but I didn't know them personally who were, who were creating a life on their own terms, who were setting their own schedules, who were, you know, not having to commute, you know, day in and day out if they didn't want to, who were setting their own schedules, who were creating, you know, making good money, but also being more in charge of their schedules and allowing them to live a life with their family. And I had read earlier, like right off out of college, I had read, um, the Millionaire Next Door. And that book kind of opened my eyes that if you want to be a millionaire, which of course, you know, sounded great. Um, I was like, yes, sign me up for that. Um, that, you know, you could be most millionaires from that book were doctors, lawyers, or business owners. And I thought, well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I don't love blood and guts. Like I'm not going that route. <laughs> I'm already not, you know, not in school for that. I'm not a lawyer. I just, you know, that does not sound interesting to me. Um, but business owner, I wonder, hmm, I don't know what I could do, but it just kind of planted that seed as I was going into the corporate career. And so then as I started to question life when I was in my corporate job and, and the direction that I was going and the path that I was on, I just start, I just, just started brainstorming about like, wow, you know, I have so many ideas and I feel like I'm just a worker bee here that I'm not really, I don't even really have the place and platform to share my ideas and really take a, a stand and improve processes and systems that we're working on. Um, and so, you know, it would be cool to like be the boss one day and just kind of get to make those decisions and, and be creative and, and create something. So I started to have those thoughts and that's when I started to get into podcasts. Actually, I wanted to I, develop myself as I didn't know that I would become a business owner at that point, but I wanted to learn more about leadership so that at least like if I was going to go that route, which was the path that I was on, that I was, you know, getting myself set up to be put into a manager position at some point. Um, so I started listening to the Entree Leadership podcast from Dave Ramsey's team. And that's where I was introduced to Michael Hyatt, who this was back in 2012 and he had just started his first podcast back then. So I started listening to him about leadership. And from there, then um, I I started to learn about blogging and the power of building a blog and spreading your message and building an audience. And so I thought, well, I don't know if I'm a writer, but that kind of sounds
sounds interesting. That's something I could do on the computer from, you know, my own home and on my own schedule. And um, I also read The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo, which also talked a lot about blogging and building a platform with your blog. And then from there, I started following blogging podcasts. And then blogging podcasts started talking about Pat Flynn and Smart Passive Income podcasts. And, um, and I think Michael Hyatt had also mentioned Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. So then I was like, okay, this name keeps coming up. Let me check this podcast out. And that's when it really, listening to his podcast really opened up my eyes to the possibilities online that normal people like you and me are creating businesses based on their passions, their interests, they're teaching people, they're helping people online, they're doing it in their own terms. And they're normal people just like you and me, but they're making good money. And so that really opened up my eyes to the possibilities online. So during all of this, uh, we ended up having our first son. And at that point, that's when I really realized that I wanted to be home. I wanted to have flexibility. I also wanted to make an income from home. But again, I didn't know what that would look like. So as we started to set ourselves up financially to be able to make that shift to go from two incomes down to one, we started saving up money. We paid off our car. Uh, we thought we were in a good position. Um, and in 2013, when I was pregnant with my daughter at that point, my son was almost two, um, I left my job. The numbers finally aligned with our budget. But a couple months later, the numbers started to dip. Our savings had started to dip that we were accumulating in, in, you know, preparation for me to leave my job and have our second child. And so that's when I was like, okay, I've got to dive into the personal finance space and figure out how people stay afloat on a single middle-class income. I know people do it, so I'm going to figure it out. And um, so long story short, I, we ended up getting really, um, really uh, started getting really focused on attacking our debt. Um, and we ended up paying off $120,000 of debt in two years on a single middle-class income. Um, and this was after I left my job. And my husband is, I always like to say, he's not a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. He's in law enforcement. So he makes, you know, a middle-class, good salary, but a middle-class salary. And so his coworkers started asking, you know, how are we doing this? They knew that I had just left my job. We'd gone from two incomes down to one. And then all of a sudden we were paying off all this debt really quickly. So then that's when I was like, oh my gosh, that can be what my blog is about. I can help other people get out of debt because obviously like, you know, we figured some things out in this area and that's a way that I can help people. I can begin to build a business from home on my own schedule, start it small as my kids are small and then, you know, devote more time to it. So that was the path that I went down on. And so that's when I, you know, continued to learn about blogging, started learning about online marketing, Facebook ads, webinars. And, um, yeah. So from there, that's, that's where I got started online being my own boss. And then you started the business, but then you sold it. Right. And then you decided yes. to create a new business. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that was something, you know, I, I, was really proud of myself for being consistent with blogging with, you know, two little kids at home. And then I also started, but, but it was slow goings at the beginning. I mean, it was very slow goings. I had, you know, little traffic and small email list. And, um, but I started learning, uh, around the power of Facebook ads from Amy Porterfield. And so she shared that Facebook ads could be a low cost way to spread your message in front of more people to reach more people. And you can get highly targeted with Facebook ads and, you know, share your message and get in front of the right people who are likely 
interested in your content and what you have to share and teach. So I decided that I was going to go all in and I was going to learn Facebook ads and take everything that I learned from Amy and apply it. So I created my first campaign and I got really great results. I was very, very pleased because I, you know, my business was not making money at this point. And so, but I knew that I was committed to helping more people. So I decided to invest a little bit of money, which felt like a lot at the time, um, into reaching more people. And it worked really well. And so then I took my learnings from that campaign and applied it again a couple months later and brought my cost per uh, email subscriber down significantly, taking the learnings and applying it to the next campaign. And I thought, this is amazing. You know, thing, things are going well here. Well, as I was beginning to meet more people in the personal finance community online, people started hearing that I was somebody who could help with Facebook ads. So as people started asking questions in this Facebook group around Facebook ads, people started started tagging me, dropping my name. And at first I was like resistant. I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, I'm no expert. I know what worked for me. Like I, you know, it worked, but anyway, so, um, but I started to help people and work one-on-one -on -one with people doing some projects here and there. And, um, I was very, you know, upfront, you know, uh, that I only knew what I had experienced. Um, but then as I started working with people and we were getting great results and we were testing different strategies and different audiences and doing different things with ads and getting amazing results, that's when I started to decide to pivot because, um, again, I looked at the trajectory of being this personal finance blogger, going the personal finance expert route. And I saw the people ahead of me who were you know, on TV and, um, and they were, you know, these personal finance experts in the media. And I just didn't know if that was what I wanted to do, but I really loved helping these other online business owners, you know, reach more people with their Facebook ads or getting great results. I was like, there's something here. And so at the end of 2016, and it ended up working out, I decided to shift. And I, um, somebody in my network had always been asking me if I knew of anybody wanting to sell their personal finance blog to let him know. And so then I thought, well, I wonder if he'd want to want to buy mine. So I reached out to him and, you know, I didn't make a ton of money for my blog, but it was nice after, you know, a couple of years of building it up that I was able to, to sell it and kind of like put some closure on that chapter of my life. Um, and then, you know, that, that brand can live on. And, um, and then I was able to fully focus on my Facebook ads business. So that's how I made the transition. That's great. Now you started a business, the Facebook ads business. Now you are employing people, but it didn't start there. You weren't, you didn't start big. Tell us about the process of starting an agency, starting a service company where you're going to be helping people and growing that from little. So how would, if somebody were to ask you, Monica, I want to start an agency doing something, whatever it is, how, what kind of insights would you give them in this, maybe a step-by-step -step process or what would you help them to understand to get started? Yeah. So, um, looking back, I mean, the, the things that I, the steps that I took, they weren't very intentional. Like I did not know that eventually I would have my own agency, but I just knew I liked working with people. I liked working one-on-one -on -one with people in their campaigns and addressing their questions. And so I started off with one-on-one -on -one coaching and that really helped me to get the experience of working with different people, different business owners, different strategies, and develop my process in order for me to teach it, which then I was able to put into my online course. Um, and so then the course, when I launched the course, then that had success. And people found that that system that I put into the course was really easy to follow step by step and understand. Uh, 
easy to understand. So I had this experience in teaching people Facebook ads. And so then at the same time that I launched my course, people started reaching out to me uh, who wanted me to manage their ads for them. And these were seven figure business owners that I looked at them and I was like, yes, it makes sense that at the place that you are in your business, it makes sense for you to outsource your Facebook ads. You shouldn't be the one in the ads manager, you know, hitting the buttons and doing all the things. So that's when I decided to grow my team to be able to manage clients. And so it wasn't anything that I advertised that I was doing. It was something that they knew that I was working with people on their Facebook ads, but they didn't want to be you know, learning it from me, they wanted me to do it. So I started with one team member who was actually a coaching client initially. Um, and she caught on really quickly when I was teaching her in the coaching capacity. And so she and I worked closely together to start to build our processes and figure out, you know, how do we, you know, make sure that, um, I'm able to have somebody else do the work, but then also we're keeping that level of quality high. And so we started small with just a couple of clients in the beginning. And then a few months later, after we really felt like, okay, we've got our processes down, we feel like we can represent our clients well, because that was part of my hesitation initially to be an uh, ads management company um, is that I didn't want to pretend to be somebody else. Um, and so that's why I liked working with somebody and, and writing their copy. But we were able to develop our processes to, so that we could represent these brands in a very authentic way. And so that was really important to me. So once we really felt like we had refined our processes, that's when we decided to really open it up that more clients were just coming our way just all organically. This was not anything that I even had announced on my website that we offer ads management. Um, and so then we knew that we had to expand the team. So we opened it up and started hiring. And we found really at first I was like, well, I can teach anybody Facebook ads. I've been doing this and working with different people, different skill levels, you know, and I know how to teach Facebook ads. But really what it came down to was when it comes to hiring for my team that we do we're able to get off on a you know faster footing if they already have experience with Facebook ads. They already understand it. They don't need to be an expert at, you know at this point, um, but they do need to, do need to have an understanding of Facebook ads. So um, so that's where I started to grow my team. And again, like it's been a, it's been an iteration, an evolution of refining our processes. You know, all all the time, new challenges are coming up, new situations, new instances. Facebook's always changing, so we're always you know having to shift and adapt. And so we're in constant communication around well, you know, we've never experienced this before. How do we want to handle that? And then we make sure that we document everything. So as you're thinking about growing your team, make sure that you have really clear documentation. I think that's something that we did really well right from the start. And again, I had that team member to kind of take the lead in developing those processes um, initially. So I think that was just, you know, something that happened, but I think I'm so thankful that that was a step that we took that we incorporated early on. That's a great idea to do that and definitely writing down and understanding what you do before you even pass it off. I mean, you have to do that because if you want to get be done right, you definitely have to have it documented. So the transition, because thinking you're going to go one way with having the blog, then selling it and then get starting because you saw that it's a much more, you're going to be able to have much more scale. You're going to be able to do better. And so you pivoted. Now, what was it like? What went through your mind? Was it, was there any concern? Was there any worry? You know, it, was it something that just because there were so many people coming in for the Facebook ads, you just said, you know, I just, it's more, more of a necessity. Like I just have to do this. Or was it a desire? Like tell us about that shift to go from one to the other. 
Yeah. Well, it was really scary, actually. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know because I knew that we had a great story about paying off the debt. And I and I didn't know that I had that kind of powerful story with the Facebook ads component. Um, you know, yet I didn't have that experience. So it was still new. So that's why I was very upfront about my level of experience. And then as I started to build my confidence and working with different, you know, clients and getting amazing results on, you know, all these different strategies, that's where my confidence grew. And then I felt more comfortable, like, okay, I need to just, you know, push past this imposter syndrome and, you know, step into this because this is obviously working. What also happened during that time is that as I was starting to think about shifting my my business. Um, I, I initially, I didn't land on Facebook ads initially. I initially thought that just because of my experience in growing my blog, that I could help other people get started online and build their online businesses that I'd learned a lot about blogging and, um, and, and content creation, growing an email list and things like that. And, you know, where you should have your opt-ins on your landing pages and, and your website and things like that. So, so I knew that I had that experience under my belt. So that's where I was initially thinking to start. But I also knew that, you know, there were tons of, you know, at this point, like lots of business coaches popping up. And so I knew that I would need to niche down and get more specific in how I really help people. And then that's when also the Facebook ads just kind of kept coming up. And so as I made that shift, um, I also attended my very first FinCon. Um, so FinCon is a financial bloggers conference. It's what it used to be called, but now it's FinCon for, you know, podcasters, media, um, influences in the, in the financial space. And, uh, so I went to my very first FinCon and at that event, I was talking to different people throughout, you know, those four days there, um, about that. I was thinking about pivoting, but I was nervous. I didn't know if it was the right move. I didn't know, you know, I knew there was a lot more potential with my blog to grow it and monetize it. And, and I didn't know if I should just stay, you know, stay focused on that or cause a lot of times with, you know, being an entrepreneur, we can get distracted and, you know, shiny object syndrome. And I wanted to make sure that if I was going to pivot, that I wasn't doing that. And, all four people, I ended up having this conversation with four different people, four different times throughout the course of this conference, all four people kind of just gave me the green light and said, you know what, if that's where your heart is to pivot, then go for it. If that's what you think that you can stick with for the long term, then go for it. Um, one of those people was my mentor at that FinCon, who's Tiffany Aliche, the budget Nista, who has an amazingly successful business. Um, and so when Tiffany told me that, you know, to, to follow my heart and, and pivot, it, then I was like, well, if she tells me to do it, then I better listen. I also, um, my very first business coach I met at that FinCon, Lisa Peterson, and it was so funny. She and I had connected in another Facebook group online before the conference. And so I was excited to meet her in person. And every time that I saw her, it was always from afar and I didn't have a chance to, you know, go up to her and, and introduce myself. And so at the final night at FinCon, it was the closing party. We were on the dance floor and then I was, I introduced myself to her and she's like, oh yes. And we were dancing. And then she's like, oh if you, she's like, I don't know what, what you're doing right now, but if you pivot, you're going to have amazing success. And she just had like, just instantly when she met me, you know, in person, this moment, she had this just 
intuitive feeling that she had to tell me that if I pivot, I was going to have amazing success. And so I was like, okay. And, and she probably thought like, you know, didn't know how it would come off just meeting me in person for the first time. But then she and I realized like the dance was probably not the best place to have this kind of conversation. So we connected after and I knew that if I was going to go all in with making this transition that I wanted to work with a business coach to help me get started on the right foot. So I ended up hiring her. She's my first business coach for that first year in my business. And that really helped me to up level and, and go about, uh, uh, structuring my business in the right way. So there you have definitely shared so much great information. Two things that I definitely want to make sure we, everybody key, uh, you know, keys in on and understands. Number one is the networking aspect, being able to go and talk to people that are in the same space or even just in the same realm. Like if you're creating content, go to people, other people that create content. If it's running a business, go to other people that run business, like network, because even though it's easy for us to think it's a competition because we think, oh, it's a small pie. We have to try to get our own share. But as, inter- as the internet and technology gets, makes this world like smaller and smaller, but it gets bigger and bigger for us as business owners because we can reach so many more people. I have for my coaching, for my real estate coaching, I have students in Israel and Switzerland. I have, you know, in other, in other countries that invest in America that I coach them how to buy in America. So anyways, all that to say, there's so much to go around. And so when you network with people, just like Monica did, going to conferences, going and talking, you know, go to Facebook groups, just be open and be willing to share and to help. And when you do that, people are going to come back and help you. And so when in that networking at the conference, we talked to those four different people that said it would be a great idea to do that. That is great wisdom and great insight from other people who've either done that or they know so much about it so they can share. The other thing is getting a coach. I love that idea because, well, when I first started investing in real estate, I literally did everything wrong and I've lost at least 20, 30, $40,000 doing my business wrong. Since then, I figured out how to do it right. But if I would have hired somebody from the very beginning to help me do it right, I would have saved myself thousands of dollars. In fact, one of my students, I literally helped her save $65,000 on one property. And I was like, man, that, that like blew away the cost of the coaching. And you have that much more money in your pocket. So all that to say, those two things, networking and coaching, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. Now, from there, as you're building your Facebook ads agency, as you're building the company, talk to us about how you're scaling, either finding new customers at the same time, building it to make sure that those customers are taken care of. Sure. Yeah. So that's been a a big challenge is, you know, is making sure that we are working with the right people. And that has changed over time. Um, Who we really our, our whole process for vetting potential clients has evolved over time as well. So with hiring our team members, that process has changed and evolved and with, you know, working with new clients. So we always want to make sure like now we're very clear that when we start working with clients, while we know the ad side of things, if their goal is profitability, which most people's goals are, um, then we've got to make sure that their funnels are working, that their, you know, that their path to profit is already working because we're driving traffic, Facebook ads, you know, there are experts out there that, that like to teach that like, you know, once you learn Facebook ads, the rest just happens. But really, I mean, the Facebook ad is just one part of the marketing strategy. And so while we are really great at creating ads and targeting and all of that, and we give you feedback on your landing pages to improve conversions there, um, we need the rest of the puzzle 
to be converting as well. So that's where like we've gotten really clear that our ideal clients already have that passive profit um, refined and working very well. So we work with two main types of clients. Um, the first is those uh, high-level bloggers who are, this is the the niche that I started in, in the blogging community, but those high-level bloggers who are making great money from their blog posts, their monetized blog posts through most of the time affiliate marketing. Um, and, but then also they might have display ads on their, on their site as well, where they make a little bit of revenue. But when we drive targeted traffic to those blog posts, we can do so at a really low cost because my team and I are amazing at that. Um, but again, the blog post has to convert in order to make that sale. So when we work with, with the right client who has those conversions, those high conversion pages um, already in place, then that's where the magic happens. Um, and we also do that same strategy with promoted pins on Pinterest as well. And then our other type of client has the digital products. Um, and so when we know that those are already selling well, and this can be, we've got course creators, we have software creators, um, we have, you know, ebook products, uh, high level coaching, you know, group programs. So those kinds of digital products, um, really, I mean, the, the strategy is the same though. We want to draw in the right people who are likely to be interested in that offer, who are looking for that solution. And with Facebook, it's a little different than, you know, finding them on Google or Pinterest, um, because we need to present the offer in a right way that sparks our interest. Um, but then we can do that really well when, when we know that that funnel, that path to profit again is already converting well, then we can drive uh, highly targeted traffic to it. That's great. And so as you're getting new customers or new clients that are hiring you, then you bring on more. So I, I love how you saw the need and you saw that this is a direction you can go. And you said, you know what, this is where the need is. I'm going to start fulfilling that need, started your business. And as people come to you, you're able to continually grow that business. Now, I love getting businesses or building businesses where I know that I'm going to be making money. I don't like going into businesses where I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to make money. I always want to make sure I'm making money. And so it seems like that's the same process. Like be every single step of the way, you made sure you were making money as you went and as you built the business, as you got bigger, obviously reinvesting into the business, but at the same time, you're continually growing. Like you're not going to go out and take a $2 billion loan or $2 million loan to, to do you know, like buy a building. You're going to build your way up to get there. So I love that aspect. So with the, what, what's the next step? for your company obviously we're going little by little but is there anything like what's the next step in the future yeah so we're continuing to grow our team so i was telling you before we started recording that we just hired two new team members and i see at least two more um positions being added into early 2020 so that'll continue to help us improve and scale um and set ourselves up to you know maintain that high level of service because that is something that i've been very careful in growing my business is that it's been growing really fast but i always want to make sure we have those checkpoints um in place so that we know that the quality is maintaining consistent, you know, consistently high, even as we grow. So that's super important. So that, uh, growing the team, continuing to grow the team. And then also, um, I just started my own podcast earlier this year. So continuing to grow the podcast, um, and do more speaking, get my name out there more, continue to grow the brand, um, and help more people. I'm also going to be doing a live Facebook ads workshop um, in Portland in next year in 2020. So I'm super excited about that. I um, my friend hosted one and had me come in and teach at her live 
workshop um, just a few months ago, and I had an incredible experience connecting with a small group of people, helping them, working with them, and the ins and outs of their campaigns and targeting and copywriting and all of the things. And I had so much fun. So I'm definitely going to do that um, and be creating my own live in-person event in 2020. So I'm super excited about that. I don't have any dates or anything for that, but I'm really thrilled. So that's another another uh, another path we're going down next year. That's great. I mean, every single time I talk to you, there's so many new things going on with your business because you're successful and you're helping other people to be successful. So that is awesome. Now, let's jump into the rapid fire round. Now, in sure. this round, we're going to have a bunch of questions, actually, maybe three or four questions. They're going to be, um, hope, you're going to easily answer these, but I hope they get you to think. So the first one, when we quit our job and we are successful and employed, we have more time. Obviously, you have a family, obviously, you have a husband and you take care of all that, but we hopefully have a little bit more time to give back. And how are you making the world a better place or even just your realm of influence with your family and the people around you making that a better place? Yeah. So, I mean, we talk all the time with my team. We talk about how we help people who help people. And so when I started my first business, you know, it was really important to me that I found a way to make money from home in a way that served and helped other people. I wanted to, you know, with my with my whole purpose for my life, I feel like I'm here to make the world a better place. And so whatever I'm doing, whatever my calling is in life, then I want to make sure that I'm making a, a positive impact. And so that's something really important um, that my team and I talk about all the time because, you know, it can be so, uh, you know, we can get so so focused on the numbers around like, you know, driving down the cost per click and, and you know, improving the cost per lead and, and you know, reaching more people and this many, you know, new leads and, and all of that and our conversion rates and all of that. We can get really into that stuff, which I love looking at the data. But also what it comes down to is reminding ourselves and always keeping it at the forefront of our minds that we're helping these business owners who are our purpose purpose-driven people who are helping their audiences, their clients, their customers. And so really, we really focus on the ripple effect in helping our clients have success with Facebook ads. And that means that they can grow their businesses and help more people. And I love the fact also that I'm growing my team and the fact that that's making on their lives and their families. And I just, you know, I, I definitely, your whole premise of successfully unemployed, I love that because I never... I think like the the whole 40 hour work week, I want to just get rid of that. <laughs> I, I mean, I work full time, but I also don't do it because I have to. I do it because I want to and I love spending time in my business. That's great. And we don't want to overlook the fact that you're providing jobs for people. Now, being successful unemployed is not for everybody. There are a lot of like majority, maybe 80% of the population should be employed. They're just, that's their personality. That's the way that they're they're wired. But you are providing jobs for people to provide for their families and all that great stuff. So that's fantastic. Now, if you were to go back and give your younger self before you were married, before you, before everything, maybe in college, you'd go back and say, here's one piece of advice I want you to follow. What would that be? Oh my gosh. So back in college, <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I thought that I was going to go to college and get the degree and then get hired and then go through their training program and learn their processes and just do what they said. And that was the path that I was on. So, you know, had I known that someday I'd be starting my own business, I think I would have paid attention more in like the management classes and, and the finance classes and, you know, just all the, I took a lot of business classes, but I also kind of just went through the motions in college because I figured like, you know, whatever I need to learn in my job, I will learn on the job. And so I 
think back to some of the, you know, the management lessons that, um, that I went through and I'm like, Hmm, I wish I would have paid attention a little bit more because I probably could have learned some things to help, you know, set me up to be a leader, you know, and growing my business today. But, you know, things happen the way that I think the way that they're supposed to work out. But that's what I would have done. If, if I could, you know, be a student in college today, I would be taking notes like crazy trying to soak in as much as I could. Awesome. Now, if somebody listening or watching this wants to get started in doing agency or basically building a business, what is one piece of advice you would give them to get started? Well, so if you want to, if you want to build a service-based business then get really clear on what it is that you are great at, how you help people, who you want to work with. So that's something that I kind of accidentally did is I started off working with clients in the personal finance space. So I became well-known in the personal finance space as somebody who knows Facebook ads. And so I was able to have success in that niche starting off, um, really well. And so get, pick a niche and get really good at serving that niche and get clear on who it is you want to serve, not who you think is going to pay you the most or, you know, get clear on which niche you really want to serve. Um, and then start developing your processes immediately, you know, start writing down notes about how you do things, record your screen as you start to take on, um, new team members, work with them very closely so that as you start to grow and scale and bring on more people so that you're not the one doing the work, you know, doing all of the work, then um, that you are making sure that all those processes are getting documented. It'll be a lifesaver. That's great. That's great. Now, what are one or two different tools, could be apps, something else that you use that make your life or business better? Yes. Okay. So the two main things are Asana. Uh, we have everything in Asana. So every little, like even detailed task, um, everything goes in Asana and we try and link to, we also use Google Docs. So Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Um, so if we say, you know, review this ad copy, we put the link in the Asana task to make it super easy. I don't have to spend time digging around through folders in the Google Drive. The link is just right there. Um, so everything goes into Asana and then we make review tasks. That's how we keep everything organized. We try and have, you know, different projects in Asana so that everything like all the podcast stuff is in one channel, you know, all the, um, the client stuff is broken down by client in another channel. So we try and keep things super organized in our Google Drive as well. And we try and make sure that those are kind of organized in the same way. Love it. Now, what is one, the last one is, what's one nonfiction book? It could be business, it could be life, whatever. What nonfiction book would you suggest that everybody should read? Gosh, one. I have a few, but... You go uh, give, give us two. You can give us okay, more. Okay, yeah. okay. So two. So one is uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. So I read that book um, about a year and a half ago, and it was just amazing for what it what it does is he walks you through his process to understanding who your ideal audience member is and then how to speak to them, position your offer in the right way as a solution. So we actually use his process in writing our ad copy and developing the avatar when working with our clients. And that is how we can make sure that we are speaking to the right people in the right way, using the, the client's verbiage. And we kind of draft that up um, initially send it to the client for the review and blessing, you know, tweaks if necessary, but we want to make sure that we are, you know, hitting the, the ground in the right way, speaking the right way to their right customers. Um, so building a story brand, but for any business, whether it's like working on your website or um, your newsletter or thinking about, you know, content ideas and how to speak to your people, um, that's a great resource. The second one for planning purposes, um, I'm a big planner. I love planning. Um, so I've read, I've read, you know, lots of, you know, how to get things done type books. Um, 
But the one that we, we started implementing this process this year, and it's been a game changer for our business is the 12 week year. So I love, you know, having big goals, big dreams and, you know, big audacious goals for the next year. But the 12 week year helped me to take my big vision for the following year and break it down into four 12 week year periods. So essentially quarters. And then you determine what your goals are for that quarter that is going to help you achieve your goals for the year. And then you break it down week by week. And then you, uh, you commit to the specific tasks that you're going to get done every single week. And I do this with my team. So my team members and I, we come together, we look at our vision for this 12 week year period, this quarter. And then we, we each share what we're committing to getting done every single week. That's going to help us reach our goals. And then we share every single week what we did last week and what we didn't get done that we're you know going to make sure that we get done this week. Um, but that has helped us keep super focused. And then when other ideas come up or opportunities come up and they're not necessarily in line with our core goals right now, then we just say, you know, no problem. We'll just revisit them for the next 12 week year. We'll see if that fits in next, you know, next 12 week year, or if we need to table it again. So that's how we've been able to be super focused this entire year and get so much done. That's brilliant. I love that. So Monica, it's been fantastic. You give us so much great insight. I really, really appreciate your time. And I am so glad that you were able to share with all of our audience. So how can anybody reach you if they want to talk about Facebook ads or hire you as an, as an ad agency or even take your Facebook ads course? How can they reach you? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, so my website is monicalouie.com, M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com. And um, I'd love to offer your audience my free Facebook ad starter kit, which is a great guide that breaks down the six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Um, so even if you're running ads already, you can see if you're hitting all the steps um, that can really make a big difference in how well your campaigns free, perform. Free stuff is great. Do you have a URL we can we can have? I do, monicalouie.com slash Dustin. And um, so with that, there's a glossary if you're brand new to Facebook ads and I you know, explain what the terms mean. And there's a checklist because as I said, I love organization. There's a checklist so that you can be super organized going into the ads manager. That's fantastic. I'll make sure you get all that. Monica, thank you so much for being here. You've given us so much great value. I really, really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, you take care. And there's so many fantastic things that Monica Louie has said in this episode that I wanted to actually write them down so you can actually look through them, read through them, and relearn it all over again. And also, there's so many more things that I want you to find out about with Monica Louie and everything else. So go get the show notes. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash zero eight. This is the eighth podcast episode, and we had Monica Louie on, and she is fantastic. So go out and find her. Get that free Facebook ads course. I want you to get started. I want you to see how amazing it would be to get your Facebook ads going. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with me in the Successful Unemployed Show. I hope and pray that you get to where you are successfully unemployed, just like all of us, because life is amazing not working that J-O-B. All right, guys, we'll take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.